What's up, everybody? Hope everybody had a great weekend. I plan on doing an episode before the weekend actually started, but it was gonna, it was kind of rushed, and I just really didn't want to rush it. So I'm going to start off with some baseball. The Kansas City Royals 2021 year-end review. Um, they started 16-9. I've said it before. I felt like it was a tease or more of a glimpse. I shouldn't say tease. More of a glimpse into the future. After that exciting start, they stumbled big time. 11-game losing streak. Only won 11 series in the first half of the year. Second half of the year wasn't bad. 12 series were won. 38 and 35 after the All-Star break. You had Salvador Perez. Salvi. 48 home runs. Broke the record. Four most home runs hit by a catcher. Tied for first in the majors this year. 101, 121 RBIs or ribbies, like Rex Sudler likes to say. That led the majors. Bobby Witt Jr. was minor league player of the year. 290 batting average, 33 homers, 97 RBIs, 29 stolen bases. I'm not a stats guy. I'm not here to read these off for you, but I'm kind of making a point that the Royals have a lot to look forward to. MJ Melendez, the heir apparent to Salvador Perez, had 41 home runs, 288 average, 103 RBIs, also, Nick Prado, maybe Carlos Santana, Santana's heir apparent at first base with 36 home runs. Who can't forget pitchers like Scott Barlow with a 2.42 ERA on the year? Carlos Hernandez with 3.48 ERA. And even Daniel Lynch, who had a rough start but came to his own eventually. I feel like the Royals are in great hands. I trust Mike Matheny. I trust a lot of, the, a lot of these young players. I feel like they should try and get an established ace in their starting rotation, or at least an established veteran to help the young pitching staff grow. But either way, I'm excited for the boys in blue. I'm excited for their future. Now, speaking of baseball, it's a makeup day for MLB, for me, for the postseason predictions. They have an off day. The regular season just ended. Playoffs start tomorrow night with the Yankees and Red Sox in Fenway. It's going to be a great matchup. Um, I was off on those predictions. Like I said, it's makeup day. It's kind of like if a teacher gives you a makeup day to catch up on homework, maybe retake a test, whatever you, whatever you can think of. Maybe a slow day at work, kind of catch up on stuff around the office, the warehouse, what do you want to call it? Well, anyways, today is my makeup day for MLB postseason predictions. Starting off with the AL wildcard, Yankees versus Red Sox, another great chapter in the historic New York versus Boston rivalry. It'll be Garrett Cole versus Nathan Eovaldi. While Cole didn't have the best September, posting a 5.16 ERA, he struggled versus Boston all year. Eovaldi has done well versus New York this year. However, as one in a one-game series, i got to take Cole and the Yankees. Red Sox could win. I'm not saying Yankees are a definite win, but i still got to take New York. Now, at the divisional series in the American League, you have Houston versus Chicago. The series can go either way. The Royals fan in me doesn't want to see Chicago win a game, let alone the series. But I'm not here to be biased. I'm just joking. Do I think Chicago can win the series? Yes. Both managers being in the 70s is really cool to see. Dusty Baker versus Tony LaRusso. White Sox are building a great young squad. However, I don't see them winning just yet in the postseason. I think Houston wins the series in five. Or goes to the final game. Next up would be Tampa versus New York. Tampa has everything to beat New York. Efficient offense. One of the best pitching staffs in the majors. 
Again, this series could go either way. New York's offense is explosive. Another series that could go either way. However, for the upset, it'll be New York winning in five. Both divisional series in the American League go the full five games. ALCS, it's Houston versus New York, and New York has some extra juice on this series. Haven't been to the World Series in a while. They're hungry for number 28. They have the motivation to get some revenge on Houston after the 2017 scandal. New York wins this series in six, and they will be headed back to the World Series. Now for the National League, National League, National League wild card. Cardinals versus Dodgers. I actually might regret this one. St. Louis is on a hot streak. They've gotten hot at the right time. Sure, they did lose their last two games in the regular season. But I have this thing about teams overloaded with talent. In this case, that's the Dodgers. There is chemistry issues, or there can be. And in a one-game kind of deal, one-and-done kind of deal, the talent is there, but will they work together? If they don't, St. Louis is winning this one. Now, Milwaukee versus the Braves. No disrespect for the, to the Braves, but I don't believe they have the squad to compete in this series. They're resilient, but not resilient enough to win a playoff series right now. Milwaukee gets the gentleman's sweep, winning the series 3-1. to one. San Francisco versus St. Louis. St. Louis has gotten hot at the right time. San Francisco is a major surprise right now, at least this year. St. Louis did win the season series versus San Francisco. St. Louis is hot enough to win the wild card, but maybe not hot enough to win the series. This divisional, this divisional series between the Giants and Cardinals will go to five games as well, but San Francisco continues its dominance winning in five games. Now for the NLCS, Milwaukee versus San Francisco. Giants have been completely dominant. Milwaukee is a great team once again. I trust Milwaukee more in this one. The depth at each position is why. The starting rotation is dominant. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, one of the greatest closing pitchers in the NL, and Josh Josh Hader. I think Milwaukee wins in seven. Now for the Fall Classic, I'm going to keep this one short. Milwaukee versus New York. Same as the NLCS. Milwaukee's pitching staff might just have an historic preseason. I think Milwaukee wins the Fall Classic in seven. I might sound crazy. I did earlier in the year with Yankees versus Padres. I did with Yankees versus Phillies. Now I'm going with Yankees versus Milwaukee. I'm not trying to be biased on anything. I'm trying to pick a Midwest team or an underdog, but I just feel like Milwaukee can really win it all this year. Next up, I'm going to do college football predictions. I'm finally getting these right this week. Last week, I tried rushing it. The week before, I was kind of getting the hang of it. Um, Start off with the ACC. The next episode, we'll do the Big 12 and the Big 10 and so on and so forth. Sorry about that first segment, guys. I didn't realize how loud my TV was. I didn't think you guys could be able to hear it. I have Monday Night Raw on one TV, Monday Night Football on the other. Best of both worlds. Um, and I didn't realize when I was editing the audio, you guys could hear it. But um, sorry about that. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a distraction. Anyways, college football predictions, ACC for this week. Georgia Tech at Duke. 
Um, a lot of these are kind of snooze fests. That's how the ACC is in football, but I'm just going through the big conferences, not all the Mountain West, and I'll do some of the top 25 as well, like Coastal Carolina, stuff like that. But Georgia Tech will win this. The defense is better. They don't struggle against, and they don't struggle against teams like the Kansas Jayhawks. Again, a lot of these are quick. Um, Virginia versus Louisville. I'll take Louisville on this one. They're two and out at home. They'll remain undefeated at home, improving to three and zero at home, and four and two on the year. Florida State versus North Carolina. Um, best coach wins on this one. Also, Florida State's really just struggling this year. Matt Brown's the better coach. Tar Heels has improved to four and two. Also, the betting line is set at North Carolina minus seventeen and a half. I'm taking that all day, every day. Number 19, Wake Forest versus Syracuse. If you said Wake Forest would be the only ranked team in the ACC at some point, and Clemson wasn't, you'd be lying. No matter what anyone said, Wake Forest rolls over Syracuse and continues to rise in the rankings. Number 14, Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech. Notre Dame did take a step back last week, losing to Cincinnati. However, expect them to bounce back in a big way by blowing out Virginia Tech. All right, NFL Week 4 reactions. Jaguars versus Bengals. So I knew at some point Lawrence and the Jags would some show some sort of fight. They did in the first half versus Arizona, and the first half they did here. Sure, they blew out a 14-0 lead, but let's not act like that was a 40-point lead. Jags showed some life, and Bengals showed how resilient they can be. Now, in the Texans versus Bills, you know how I don't predict blowouts? Maybe I should start predicting them for the Bills whenever they face a backup QB. Lions versus Bears. I really thought two things would happen in this game. The scrappy Detroit Lions would get their first win, and Justin Fields would look better and more comfortable at the NFL level. Now the latter did happen. Lions are letting me down, man. I know how their fans have felt now the past six decades. Colts versus Dolphins. This honestly would have been panic time for the Colts if they didn't win. I'm not saying hit the panic button right now for either team, but let's hope maybe at least for the Colts to realize run the football. You have a three-headed monster at running back. Just run the football. Stop throwing 30-plus times a game. Again, I'm not saying hit the panic button right now for either team, but next week is a must-win for each team. Otherwise, they better start looking forward to the 2022 offseason. With Browns versus Vikings, there's no such thing as an ugly win, but Baker Mayfield played bad. Odell Beckham played bad. Running game was on point. But if it weren't for the defense clamping down on Captain Kirk and company, it would have been a long day for the dog pound. Giants versus Saints. So that's what a healthy Saquon Barkley looks like. Daniel Jones went off for 200 yards in the fourth in overtime versus a very good Saints defense. Big win for the G-men. Saints got to stay consistent if they want to keep up with Carolina and Tampa. Speaking of Carolina, Panthers versus Cowboys. Panthers' first big test versus the Red Hot Cowboys. They looked good, but Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott were just too much. Either way, it's satisfying to know I was right about Dallas, and Sam Darnold is the real deal with a team that knows how to put the right pieces around him. Titans versus Jets. Jets did beat a depleted Titans offense. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were out, but it took them overtime to do it. If anything, it gave Zach Wilson confidence to keep slinging it because maybe his receivers knocked off those dropsies. Washington versus Falcons. Cordell Patterson is a real deal. I think we've all known that. Washington had its tune-up game, beat up on a team that has no defense besides maybe an okay pass rush, 
It was a good win for Washington. Atlanta just needs to score 40-plus, which they can if they can get Pitts more involved. They know how to get really involved. And Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson just get Pitts involved a bit more, and they'll be okay on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is horrible. Speaking of horrible defenses, Eagles versus Chiefs. Chiefs defense still look bad. Sneed played a good game, cornerback Legereus Sneed. Linebacker Ben Newman played a decent game. He caused a fumble, which wasn't called. I don't know why the refs didn't see that, let alone why, do, why didn't Andy Reid challenge it. I don't know if it's because they wanted a second look and Philly hiked the ball quick enough, but you you got to challenge that play, man. Uh, I have a rant for that defense later. Offense looked incredible. Touchdown on nearly every drive except for the kneel down at the end of the game and an interception that Mahomes kind of forced. That line is looking incredible, the offensive line, especially against a very good defensive line in Philly with guys like Fletcher Cox and Cox and Josh Sweat, Joshua Sweat. The defense needs some work, but like I said, I have a rant for that later. It'll be kind of hard to follow, but you'll get what I mean. Seahawks versus 49ers. If anyone had a worse defense than the Chiefs the first three weeks, it was possibly the Seahawks. They definitely changed that this week, keeping San Francisco at bay. <laughs> See what I did there? Don't give up on the Hawks just yet. Ravens versus Broncos. Broncos' first major test, same as the Panthers with the Cowboys. Teddy Bridgewater went down with a concussion, and the Ravens ran away with the game, breaking an NFL record of consecutive games with 100 rushing yards. Ravens now hold the record at 43 games. They broke it in the very last play of the game. There's three seconds to go. They could have kneeled it, but they decided to break the record. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio was pretty mad. I somewhat agree with him. However, Harbaugh just wanted to give his team an extra boost. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand Vic Fangio's frustration, but it's not like they chucked it downfield to add fuel to the fire. They just wanted to break the record. Chill out, Vic. Steelers versus Packers. I, I don't want to hear about the Steelers getting screwed on an offsides call that shouldn't have been called. They had a blocked kit they had a blocked field goal attempt. Could have been seven points for them. But I understand it was bad. But if you're good, you can overcome bad calls. Steelers aren't good at all, and that's why they're 1-3. I will never understand how this team beat Buffalo. Cardinals versus Rams. I thought the Rams were the best team in the league. They still can be. Everyone has a bad day. Great offense, top five. Great defense, top five. But the Cardinals just ran all over them. Cardinals are making a case for Super Bowl contender, and Murray is making a case for MVP. This is what I get for saying the Rams would run the table. Karma. Buccaneers versus Rams. What was so special about this game? I I don't recall. Yeah, Mac Jones outplayed Brady, actually. That was, I wouldn't say it was surprising, but he, he was making passes. He had a point where he had 19 straight completions, I believe. If it weren't for no rushing game and a missed field goal at the end, Mac Jones would have had the win of his life. And yes, I'm including the national championship win with with Alabama. This game was an absolute chess match between the two GOATs. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Everyone said Bill Belichick would throw the kitchen sink at Tom Brady, partially because of the rain, but also the also Belichick's defense. Definitely one of the classic matchups that lived up to the hype. When these two leave the game, it won't ever be the same, and I'm really not looking forward to that day. Okay, so I said I had a rant for the Chiefs' defense and offense, and this is kind of aimed at the fans. The Chiefs fans that are like, this defense is horrible. Right now it is, but I feel like I've seen improvement every week. The Cleveland game was the Cleveland game was 
bad in the first half. Second half, they did well. Ravens game was bad. Chargers game was bad. They did make some stops, a little bit of stops here and there. Um, this week they played a bit better. They had some, they had some stops. Defense had three red zone stops. Um, Eagles were three for six in the red zone. Had a couple sacks. Was it great by any means? No, I honestly still think it was bad. But they're selling some life. I'm not asking the team to be top 10. But if you can be in the top 20, the team can be won a Super Bowl again. But anyways, I'm going to look at the past 10 Super Bowl winners and let you know their rankings, and then we're going to go from there. All right, give me a second. We'll go over this in a second and kind of look at where the Chiefs are at right now, at least my Chiefs and for the Chiefs fans listening to this, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so again, we're looking at the past 10 Super Bowl winners. Bear with me. I'm not going to make this very long. I'm not going to make it very quick either. So last year's Super Bowl 55 champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense ranked 6th. Offense actually ranked 3rd. Super Bowl 54 winners, Kansas City Chiefs. The defense ranked 7th. After that start, see where I'm getting at? I'm writing this second one in the past 10 years. See what I'm getting? Offense ranked fifth. Third, Patriots. Super Bowl 53 winners. Defense ranked seventh. And the offense ranked fourth. Philadelphia Eagles. Super Bowl 52 winners. Defense ranked fourth. Offense ranked seventh. Super Bowl 51 winners. Defense ranked first. Offense ranked fourth. You know, that's almost like that team was capable of coming back after being down 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. I know very specific, but I just wanted to throw that example out there. Sorry, Atlanta. Broncos. Defense ranked fourth. Offense ranked 19th. Patriots again. Super Bowl 49 winners. Offense ranked fourth. Defense ranked eighth. Seahawks. Super Bowl 48 winners. Defense ranked first. Offense ranked ninth. Baltimore Ravens. Defense ranked 12th. See that again? Offense ranked 10th. New York Giants. Again, this is very surprising. Defense ranked 25th. Offense ranked 9th. Maybe you don't even need a top 20 defense. You just got to get hot at the right time. Look at the Chiefs in 2019. And this is for Chiefs fans only. And, and, And actually all 31 NFL teams or legit contenders that can actually make the playoffs. Legit playoff contenders, not necessarily Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders right now. 2019, were the Chiefs a Super Bowl team? Be honest with yourself. Going into the season, sure, it started out 4-0. and up. Then they had, what, two losses in a row? Defense was couldn't stop the run. Sound familiar? Then, at one point, we're 7-4 and four going into the bye, I believe, or 6-4. and four. Had that heartbreaking loss to the Titans. Picking up what I'm putting down. And the defense just blew up. I wouldn't say they blew up. They weren't playing perfect. They played bin, but don't break. If you have the talent to do it, 
maybe not necessarily the talent to be top 10, top 5, but you have the talent to play bend but don't break. And obviously, towards the end, of the, and this was total rankings, by the way, total defense, total offense, not sacks, interceptions, whatever. It was just total defense. You are, yeah, you get my point. You get my point. Like, look at the Giants in 2011. That defense played great in the Super Bowl. But were horrible throughout the year. But they did just enough to get to the playoffs. And the Chiefs have that team this year. And so do other teams that are struggling. Seahawks, their defense have been struggling. They're doing just enough to get there. The Bucks, their offense is, their defense is struggling right now. Sure, there's injuries, but they're still doing just enough to get by. If you can do just enough to get by in the regular season to win enough games, maybe win your division. Chiefs might not this year, but they have the team to get to the playoffs. As soon as the playoffs start, it's a whole different ball game. Yes, the Chiefs' defense is atrocious right now, but I feel like lately, in three out of the four games they've been in, they've made some plays here and there to get the offense a chance to win. Two of those games. Heck, even four of those games. Four of them. Chiefs defense. Browns only scored once in the second half of the first game. And the Chiefs defense in the Ravens game, two interceptions. I believe the Ravens punted once. Offense kind of let them down there. They weren't as efficient. Week three against the Chargers. Defense was playing okay. Had the Chargers punting a couple times. They didn't force any turnovers. Turnovers. But the defense made him punt a couple times. And the Chiefs couldn't score. They turned the ball over. In the week four, they finally had a perfect game where they weren't perfect, but they made plays here and there. And the Chiefs' offense was perfect. And 99% of the time, the Chiefs' offense is going to be perfect. You want to take away Tyreek Hill? Sure. Travis Kelsey's there. Take away Travis Kelsey? Sure. Byron Pringle, Nicole Hardman. They'll they'll make a play here and there. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Daryl Williams. Um, Eventually, Jarek McKinnon will play in there. The offensive line has been playing great, especially against that defensive line. So Chiefs fans, just relax. Just relax. No more negative Nancy crap, okay? Just relax. I understand it's week by week, but I don't know if anyone knows this. Even if you're a team analyst or just a fan, you have nothing to do with your team winning or losing. We're sports fans. We love it. Some of us are passion. I want to make a career out of it. I'm sure there's some of you listening that do, but we have nothing to do with our team winning or losing. Sure. Be extra happy when they win. Sure, maybe be a little down when they lose. Maybe the next day is not as exciting when they lose. I get that. Maybe sometimes life isn't going your way and you want your team to win. And if they don't win, it's like, huh, whatever. And if they do win, wow, life feels a bit better for a few hours. Life feels life feels a bit better for a few days. But again, our team has nothing to do with winning or losing. Cheer for your team. Root for your team. I understand if you want to be critical of your team. But the Chiefs will be fine. And I mentioned the Bucks and the Seahawks. They're going to be fine. And I mentioned those three because there's three great teams, three great quarterbacks, three great coaches, three great rosters that are having some problems defensively. The Bucks, I can't really say anything because there's injuries. I'm not going to knock on injuries. But the Seahawks and the Chiefs, their defense was pretty bad the first few weeks. But they did make plays when needed. They made stops when needed. And I'm not even making plays. They made stops. If you can do that, your team will be fine. I'm not saying you're going to win the Super Bowl every year. But looking at these past few rankings, 
sure, a lot of them were top 10, top 15. But there was a few in there that won the Super Bowl. And one of some, one side of the ball was bad. The other side of the ball picked up the other side. That's all I have for you guys today. I wanted to go on a bit of a rant. I hope I got the message out there a bit clearer. Clearly. If I have to be a bit more clear, I can on the next episode, but I got other plans for that one. More college football predictions. My power rankings for this week. I am headed back to work tomorrow, so it'll be every other day. Not every day. I was going to do it every day last week, but last week was a bit busier homework-wise. I am in college. So that's all I have for you guys today. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Enjoy Monday Night Raw for the wrestling fans out there. Monday Night Football is looking great right now. Chargers are kind of beating the Raiders 14-0. That's good for Chiefs fans. If Chargers win, everyone has a loss. And you guys are right there. You're right back there. Got to take care of business Sunday, but I'll go over that later this week. On if we can, or if you guys can. Sorry, I say we. The child, the Chiefs childhood fandom comes out quite a bit on this show. I, I, I still say we. I, I know some people hate that. Well, oh, we beat, the, we beat the Raiders. No, we didn't beat the Raiders. Chiefs beat the Raiders. Oh, we won the Super Bowl. No, we didn't win the Super Bowl. Chiefs won the Super Yeah, you get my point. Um, anyways, like I said, that's all I have for you guys today. Enjoy the rest of your night. I will be back Wednesday. Thank you.